to another episode of How's the Market, a podcast for first home buyers and upgraders that gives you tips, tricks, and up-to-date real estate information from on the ground across Melbourne and Geelong. This podcast is brought to you by Tommy Buyers Agents. My name is Tristan Larkin, and with me, I have my co-host, Jonah Howard. How you doing, mate? I'm doing very well, sir. I feel like the weather is really coming maybe to into the springtime. I'm not sure. I feel like the weather is just getting me up and about a bit. I'm in a yeah. good mood. I'm ready to go. Mate, I've noticed that too. You know, starting to flower a little bit more. It was like 20 degrees on Sunday. Yeah, we've started to have some yeah. sunny days finally. Spring yeah. is I'm spring is coming. I'm ready to rock. Spring is coming. Now, look, before we jump into this week's episode, I do have a quick plug that, that I'm going to do, which is I've got a quick announcement. So myself and the team at Mortgage Choice Berwick will be hosting a webinar specifically for upgraders on Wednesday, the 23rd of August at 7.30 p.m. And we're going to cover the state of the market, whether you should sell or buy first, everything you need to know about bridging finance and how to cover the initial 10% deposit if you don't have enough savings, as well as some of the best and free tools and advice that I can give on how to analyze properties and find off markets. So if you're interested in learning more about this, if you're an upgrader, you're thinking of selling soon or potentially just moving into a new home, feel free to come along to that, ask any questions. It's completely free. Uh, and you can register in the link in the show notes. So now that's wrapped up. Jonah, how were opens out in the Geelong market this weekend? Because I feel like it's going to be slightly different to Melbourne. Yeah, opens were busy, probably the same same level of busyness that it's been the past past few weeks. Um, nothing drastic to report, but I hear Melbourne was was hot property out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think. Melbourne's changing in certain pockets and locations, I think is what I'd say firstly. So I went to three opens. So I went to many more that w- that weren't like this, but I went to three on the weekend just gone that all had over 60 groups registered by the agents that are coming through. And 60 groups is huge. That's, that's more than what, uh, you know, a standard property might get in its entire campaign over a month. And that was recorded in the first open in just that 30-minute increment. And to, to paint a picture of what this looked like, it's the the house or the properties, that were the, the units that I was going through were at capacity and the agents had set up like a one-in, one-out system so that one person goes out, they let one more person in so that it doesn't become too crowded on the inside of the properties. Like you can't even see it when it's that busy. And there was sort of lines up the driveways and around the corner at, at one of the properties that I was going to. And it was just madness, chaos. Um, and that was three properties that I went to in the one weekend that all had the same thing above 60. I think one said they had 76 groups through. What do you think is sparking this then? There's a few things. So for these particular properties, I will say that they were all heavily underquoted, probably 100 to 200 grand underquoted. Um, if you want to learn more about that, check out last week's episode. Though, so they were heavily underquoted. That does just garner a lot more attention. It's a lot of hopeful people thinking that they're trying to catch, you know, a property that's going to sell really cheap, um, which will never happen. And it was also their first open. So the first open is always the busiest for for a property in a campaign. These were all their first opens. So those two things do play a factor. Also, just there's been no stock on the market for the last few months. Like a lot of the agents have been away. It's been winter. They're all sort of coming back now. Most of the agents that I'm speaking to are saying that they've just got back from holidays and they're just starting again. And a lot of listings have just sprung out of the ground, it seems. So 
uh, new properties finally hitting the market in some suburbs that have just not seen anything for a long time, plus you know the underquoting, plus you know um, being the first open. All of those things sort of played a part as to why it was so busy. But I've been chatting with agents in you know the very far eastern suburbs of Melbourne that are saying that they've had um, some some pretty good traction. I've I've recently spent a fair bit of time in like the the very far southeast suburbs of Melbourne as well around the the Berwick office of Pakenham area. They're flying at the moment, going very very quickly in terms of days on market. So yeah, it's 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 really interesting that you know the markets obviously move at very different speeds, but it's been it's been a lot happening. Yeah, I think hopefully Geelong will catch up in within a few weeks. Maybe not to that extreme level, but I think we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I I think so too. I think. Typically, like how real estate works is that it's it's like a bubble and a wave. So, you know, the inner city, more desirable suburbs with the high income earners generally set the trends. And then as people get priced out of those suburbs, it goes further and further out and then it just keeps happening. And I think like the regional markets are sort of like the last to feel that. But it's very obvious that they felt it in a strong way over the last few years. And I think that that is definitely set to happen again soon. Um, how soon? Who knows? But that is actually also the topic of today's podcast. We're sort of doing a bit of a deep dive on a article that was that was recently published um, in realestate.com. We'll, we'll link that in the show notes below as well. But the title of the article was Melbourne Home Prices Forecast to Surge 10% in 18 Months, According to NAB. So this was based on um, one of NAB's latest residential property surveys and it's essentially said that it estimates a two percent increase in property prices uh, in melbourne by the end of this year by the end of 2023 followed by a 7.4 percent jump across 2024 which totals a 9.4 percent total growth over the next 18 months and based on melbourne's median price of eight hundred and three thousand dollars, that is approximately a seventy five thousand dollar increase by the end of next year now that's going to affect places differently. So, you know, a 9.4% jump uh, in, you know, the sort of inner city market that's properties are, you know, multiple million dollars, it's going to be a lot more. You know, it's probably closer to the $100,000 plus mark. But the same thing goes for, for properties that are cheaper than the, the $800,000 mark that they, you know, won't affect them as much. But $75,000 increase by the end of next year is probably a reasonable average that, that they're suggesting. So what, what's your initial thoughts when, when you hear that as well, Joan? I'm curious. Yeah, well, it's just exciting, really. I'm just excited to see, to see where this might take us because we haven't really had like a property recession in any way. It's kind of a dip down there for a few months, but then we're straight back to 10% in 18 months. It's, it's pretty wild. Um, but obviously, the affordability for homebuyers is going to be even more out of reach. So that's also, I guess, a little bit of a somber fact, but... All the more reason to to jump into the market as soon as possible. Mm, yeah. So, well, I I was interested when when Nab published this um, for a couple of reasons, but I'll, I'll give you I'll give you their main factors. So it was the it was the chief economist of Nab, Ellen Oster, um, who's essentially cited two main factors as to why property prices are going to increase. Strong immigration numbers is one. So I I mean no surprises there. That is one of the main things that is driving mm. demand at the moment. So 
strong immigration numbers where you know at 400,000 approximate people coming in from from overseas in comparison to the 180,000 long-term average so we're way way over that and we're not building houses so makes makes a lot of sense there's a lack of supply and a huge increase in demand however he also said that one of the and i found this really interesting he said that one of the factors that is uh causing and is going to cause an increase in property prices is the high interest rates so typically you'd think that as interest rates rise property prices decrease however not what he said especially at, at least at this end of the equation so uh, a direct quote from from Ellen Oster, the the chief of of NAB, the the uh, sorry, the chief economist of NAB, has said that interest rates people are getting the view that they're pretty close to the top, and therefore now is not a bad time to invest. I think is the bottom line. So he's essentially saying that as the uncertainty is wearing off in in relation to interest rates and the general sentiment is that we're closer to the interest rate peak. It's actually providing the confidence to the market that you know, a lot of people have waited for before investing or buying. So that's a really interesting flip that now the uncertainty is sort of disappearing. We know, okay, this is what the repayment's probably going to be for the short term, might be one, two, three years. Let's jump in now that we sort of know what that is. Because a lot of people would be like, oh, like I have no idea what the repayments could be in 12 months. Like why would I buy now? Now that's sort of disappearing. But the the other really interesting thing that I'd love to point out about this is that NAB, about this time last year, had a prediction that property prices in Melbourne were set to decline by circa 21.8% over, over the year, which has clearly not happened. So, so that no one knows where the prices are going to go. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. No, no one knows. That's exactly right. Like, all of the economists have been wrong. All of the major banks have been drastically wrong. And and keep in mind, so in 2020, they said prices were going to drop by 20%. And then they rose by 30. And then in 2022, they said <laughs> yeah, property exactly. prices are going to drop by 20%. And they dropped by about 5 to 9. And now they're saying that it's going to increase by 9% over next year. So that either means just based on, based on their track record that things are either going to increase by like 20 to 30% or drop by 20%. So... Like, it t- take it for a grain of salt, but I, I did find that it, it was quite interesting. So really what you're um, saying is take this article with a grain of salt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like what we're, what we're seeing on the ground and what the overall factors are is that, um, especially even just from, from what I mentioned earlier, demand is definitely picking up. Stock is extremely low. And like some of the auctions that I've been to and witnessed over the past sort of you know, four to six weeks indicate that prices are increasing. Um, a lot of the mortgage brokers are saying that they're starting to get a lot more pre-approvals coming in, which is also like the flow of credit. They're, they're typically a few months before the the property price changes because, you know, obviously that's when everyone, the finance is sort of, uh, you know, get, getting handed out. So I think like especially over the, the rest of the year, I can see the desirable areas with extremely low supply increasing in prices. Potentially, the areas that do have an oversupply are a lot of properties hitting the market quickly, which I don't believe is a lot of suburbs. There'll definitely be a few suburbs out there. They're going to struggle. Though, yeah, quite quite an interesting time uh, of the year. I think there's going to be a fair bit of turbulence left in, in the market prior to, prior to things closing out in December. Yeah, I think if this article is anything to go by, so if you're sitting on a deposit and you're waiting for the interest rates to go down or you think it's not a good time to buy, just think in, in 18 months, that property looking at it is going to be worth 10% more. 
and that could be in your pocket. So that's probably something to think about. Yeah, hugely important. Hugely important fact. Now, what, what's the what's the in the media article that you found for us this week, Jonah? Yes, this is probably my kettle of fish, that's for sure. Um, so a tradie has taken the TikTok to voice his opinions about why he would never buy a property built post-COVID. I know that uh, the newer kind of properties have usually got a lot of flack that are done by Metricon and, and all these volume builders. But I think especially post-COVID, when uh, construction costs just went through the roof, that especially now, there is, they're coming up with a lot of issues, um, a lot of plumbing issues, electrical issues, any kind of issues that are coming up after two, three, four, five years. So people who have bought these properties and they're not insured for it, they're really going to cop it. So a tradie has basically taken, he's a, a carpenter, so he's seen firsthand, He's taken a TikTok to say that, yeah, he would never, ever buy a property firsthand. He's seen a uh, property post-COVID. He's seen that all, all, basically all the carpenters are saying that during COVID, it was just about pace and how quickly can we get this out rather than it was about the actual workmanship of it. And I think, don't be completely scared of, of buying new, I don't think, or or buying renovated because there is some good builders out there. But if you're working with these Metricon type homes and volume builders, I think you should be kind of worried that it's completely motivated by money and recently the money hasn't quite been there. So they have to get that money from somewhere. So whether it's just being as fast as possible and overlooking certain things to make extra money, I think that's something that people should really, really worry about. And I'm glad this trader has taken a TikTok to to recommend that people do not buy off the plan. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, I oh, look. I've read this article. I found it. I found it fascinating. Like he essentially said that um, he's acutely aware that many developers are not prioritizing quality, but rather getting as many projects built and sold as quickly as possible. So mm-hmm. they're just going for like a quantity play rather than a quality play. And he said, myself and other tradies who have worked on these sites know how poorly they're yeah. built. And I think it, it's always been like that. But now I think post-COVID, it's especially bad because the money just isn't quite the same and, and that money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, they're trying to cut corners in, in more areas in order to be able to keep up the same quantity because mm-hmm. the the building industry is very it feels dodgy the way that it operates on just on a, like in a normal healthy market right because it's always sort of the robbing peter to pay paul sort of scenario like you're taking deposits from one property in order to pay for the tradies that are on another property and then finally when they sell you use that money to pay for the trades to build the next one and then when that sells that money goes to pay it's never it's not like the deposits sit in a trust account and only go towards your one project that's why like a lot of especially as prices change a lot of the builders have gone bust but yeah this this is it, it I, f- I found this quite alarming um and i also watched the video as well and i saw that there was a lot of tradies that were commenting on this saying that they they completely agree and i've, I've heard from building inspectors as well that quality has dropped post 2000 in terms of overall quality of builds and they find more issues there but one of the quotes from from this guy in his video was saying that he's doing bathroom repairs in cracks and and cornices that don't even exist on his grandparents house that was built in the 50s and these homes have never even been lived in yet so they're doing repairs on properties that are not even at handover stage because that's like that's how quickly some of these 
cracks are appearing in in the frames and and in the walls like that is uh that is very alarming like you you see why a lot of the you know first home buyers are, are scared um when they're going in and around looking at like new builds property it's why we typically prefer established as well or if you're buying new like at least buy a finished product that's new rather than an off the plan because this means that you can go through the property and actually see is there any cracks prior to it prior to it you know you putting your deposit down and signing on a contract like you you can actually go through and see what it looks like um prior to spending the money so yeah that's it's typically a little bit why we why we feel that way though what's what's your sort of closing thoughts on on that yeah i think if you want to build your own home you have a specific floor plan and whatever you want to do just don't go with one of these volume builders that are just in it for money i guess everyone does everything for money but if it's a custom builder and his name's on on the back of the door he's going to take a lot more care than someone like a volume builder he's going to really yeah take a lot more care because it's his pride and joy is his, his business he's going to care a lot more about the workmanship than someone at a volume builder i think i think that's basically the main takeaway yeah go go through some of the properties that they've finished developing so that you can mm-hmm. actually see what their finished products like and not not just the the um you know display homes and the show homes but go see if you can speak to some of their past clients and ask how their customer service was and everything else mm-hmm. along along the way and along the journey i think that would be a good one but also like i i know that we've slammed a little bit um new homes though every home was a new home at one stage so i'm i'm definitely not completely against them but like as jonas said if you can find like a really good boutique builder or maybe someone that you know specializes on a few properties or a certain type of of home uh you could typically find better quality there than in, in some of these some of the volume build homes where you know they're just pumping them out and and, and they're really cheap like you be be wary of yep. builders cutting corners it's like comparing mcdonald's to like a gourmet burger place <laughs> Maccas, they just want to do it cheaper and, and faster. Always going to get better quality at the at the gourmet mm. place. Yeah, that is a fairly good analogy. <laughs> that's, that's that's spot on. Yeah, it's I'm just, hungry. That's pretty alarming. Oh god! But also, <laughs> look, make sure you do your own research on this. I think typically speak to a lot of builders, go through some of their homes, get an understanding of uh, you know the the actual work that they do. And in, in our perspective, if you can go through a home and inspect it prior to actually making an offer, you're in a lot better uh, scenario than if you're just sort of signing something off the plan or purchasing in a development that's already like underway or something like that, but you can't actually inspect it yet. Um, so yeah, just, just, as, just as a safeguard, unless you're working with a smaller boutique builder. So that, that's it for today. I think we're, like, we're right on time, just coming up with the 20-minute mark. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure to check out www.tommy.com.au to get access to our How's the Market blog and join the mailing list. And we shall see you again in next week's episode. Another quick reminder, uh, if you're interested in coming to that webinar, 23rd of August at 7.30 p.m. It's for upgraders doing it with Mortgage Choice Berwick. They're going to have some great content there. I've seen what their presentation's like. It's going to be ace. So make sure you come along to that. So you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Jonah underscore Tommy underscore Geelong and Tristan Larkin. Until then, see you later. Bye-bye. See you guys.